Welcome to Stories from a Shower Singer with your hosts, Sonia and Emma. Welcome to episode two of Stories, Stories from a Shower Singer. Do you love to sing in the shower? If your answer is yes, then this is the podcast for you. In each episode, we interview fascinating people from all walks of life about the joy and healing powers of singing and creativity. We also invite you, the listener, into an intimate jam session with our guest and teach you their favourite shower song so you can sing along with us. So lather up. And let's sing. It is our second episode of Stories from a Shower Singer, and we have the amazing Nerida Waters with us. How are you going, Nerida? I'm good, thank you. Yay! <laughs> Before we launch into the interview, let me tell you a little bit about Nerida. So Nerida Waters is a choreographer, performer, and theatre maker. She's toured all over the world with her own projects and has choreographed several large-scale community projects for Queensland Musical Music Festival and Out of the Box Festival. She performed as part of the 2018 Commonwealth Games and is currently extremely busy with her latest creation called Common People Dance Estedford. Welcome, Nerida. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. So we need to know, what is your favourite song to sing in the shower? Well, I've been singing a lot the song Love is a Battlefield, um, particularly because that was the main dance battle that we did between the North, South, East and West teams for the Estedford where the almighty dance battle happened at Southbank. So it's been concreted into my brain. You've been going to sleep singing Love yes. is a Battlefield. That's right. Going through the moods. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I can't wait to hear that later. So, Nerida. <laughs> 2014. I was doing a, a little bit of a background research. Uh, you could maybe say background stalking. Yes. On, um, <laughs> on what, you know, what kind of dancing you do and what kind of projects you do. So I, I went to trust... Trusty YouTube. Yes. And, and what uh, did you discover? And I discovered first thing. <laughs> so many things, Nerida. First thing that came up. Well, I had some amazing clips. We we were in, me and everyone went stitches. Yes, <laughs> so good. But that was um, uh, a very hilarious uh, clip of you dressed as a grape. Oh yes, yes, yes. a bunch of grapes. Yeah, <laughs> you, and you had balloons all over yourself. Yes, and um, you also had a. A goon sack. Yes. Yes, I'm um, strategically placed. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if this uh, lends itself or, you know, segues into the story of, or the theme of showers, but there was... Um, <laughs> Some golden shower <laughs> yeah, action. Yeah, there was, <laughs> there was a little bit of uh, golden shower action happening with, That's the, right. with the, the goon bag and some, That's some right. champagne glasses. Yes, so yeah. um, for audiences listening, I'm, I'm a tap-dancing bunch of grapes, um, very Shirley Temple, cheesy-style, um, dancing to In the Mood. Um, and as I pop my grapes... Um, I then we out wine and it's straight from my 
box straight from my vintage, <laughs> <laughs> straight from my vineyard, yeah. and um, I give taste testing to the audience. So um, I've done it lots in cabarets just before the intermission, before the bars open. Yes. It kind of suits that kind of thing. And a career a highlight. A career highlight. And I found um, the audiences that love it the most are usually like 11-year-old boys. Yeah. Because they just, right. it's really and weird. you give the 11-year-old boys don't, the wine? I don't specifically okay. target right. that. Right, right. <laughs> um, but I've done it a few times at Woodford and, oh. and family. It's not really a family act, but families have seen it. And boys come up to me and go, oh, how did you do the wee part? <laughs> so I've got, I've got cred, yeah. I think. Oh. I'm like, it's that kind of sense of humour. It's, yeah. it's silly it. wee and poo sense of humour. My kind of humour, yeah. yeah. as yep. you know. Yep, yep. Love it. And we've worked together before, Narada. We worked on a big one of the big projects you choreographed for. The Power Within, which was with Queensland Music Festival. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about... Actually, let's go back, right back to the beginning. Yep. Where did it all begin for Little Nerida? When did you start dancing? Oh. When did you start performing? Well, it would be in my bedroom, <laughs> you know, like probably two or three. Yeah. Um, and then when we were growing up in the in the neighbourhood, I was um, I'd knock on all the doors of the houses around me of kids and say you're in the show. We have rehearsals, and I'd choreograph all the routines. My brother would write the plays. Does and this sound familiar, Tony? It does. It does indeed. <laughs> Amber and I, we did. Yep. We used to write little radio shows, didn't we? Yes, we and did. And I used to make you do several terrible accents. Murder mysteries. <laughs> what are you talking about murder terrible Murder mysteries, accents? yes. Like Murder, She Wrote. All my brother's <gasps> plays were all like Murder, She Wrote kind of thing. Like a, a set of pearl necklaces go missing. <laughs> We'd have to act it all out with the burglars. And you see the, real, the little ones, our little brothers and sisters were the three-year-old, you know, burglars. Oh, <laughs> my God. Incredible. We used to do... I remember I used to choreograph when I was... A roller skate. I, I used to be a bit of a roller skate fanatic um, at Skate Arena in Red Hill, and I used to do choreography with my roller skates and get all of the neighbourhood kids, similar to you, knocking on their doors. And I think it was to um, wake me up before you go. Oh go. yes, mm. been there. That so exact good. song. <laughs> yeah, with the neighbours. So good. <laughs> and so you started at the age of two. Yep. yep. In your bedroom. Yep. With the neighbourhood kids. Yep. And I'm imagining your parents realised pretty quickly that you had quite a gift <laughs> for rhythm, for the moves. And did you start learning dance at a school? I, I'm at five. I then went to, I think I got a ballet book and saw the end page where she's on stage in the tutu. I was like, I want that. I want, to, I want in on that. So ballet was your first, yeah, first dance yeah. form. But realised while I was, I did ballet for about, 10, 15 years and then realised each year I was only really looking forward to the end of year concert and it was more about performing and and acting in the concert more than the technique of ballet as such. Right. I didn't have a natural turnout. I didn't have a natural facility. <laughs> <laughs> I get cramps in my feet arching oh. and stuff. It was fine but it just didn't really rock my world. It wasn't but your thing. The connection with the audience is what rocked my world, that, that relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so what what happened next? Did, you I went, went to after um, – so I did 
all like ballet and jazz through high through school and high school, and went to ATYP, which was Australian Theatre for Young People, ah, which was yes. um, for teenagers in Sydney. So I was in Western Sydney, grew up. Right. So I went every Saturday, kind of class drama classes to that, and then auditioned for university um, acting school at University of Western Sydney and got into that. And then studied three years acting and then realised through that kind of course that I wasn't so much interested in plays and being an actor like that and waiting around for agents to call, um, that I was interested in making work mm. and, and devising work and making shows with people that are here right now, what story, what, what's rocking out the, the people in this room and what can we make was m- more exciting to me than, yeah, the plays that are already written. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think I've got this vivid memory of, I think it was at an art exhibition and it was the first time I had seen you and it was in a project, an ensemble called oh. The Brides of Frank. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you moved to Brisbane and found Frank Theatre, yeah, who right. you were involved with for yeah. a little while. So at uni, um, we did a course, um, a segment of our movement course was Suzuki training, which was the Japanese um, acting physical theatre discipline. Um, So it's kind of like a martial art of theatre in a way, like of just knowing your body on stage and being as precise and clean and controlled as, Mm. as possible with your Facility. Yes. <laughs> so I really loved that. And I loved physical theatre and um, did, found it really hard to find how to study physical theatre that wasn't going to circus or dance and just trying to find how to use your body to tell stories. So right. Suzuki was the closest thing that I could find that, that related to what I wanted to do. And um, Caroline Dunphy. Do you know Caroline? Yes, I so do. she came yes. down to I think it was an ATYP course actually that she just ran when I finished university. Um, just ran a week long Suzuki workshop and I'd studied at uni and went, Oh great, I want to do this again and and then really connected to her and the work and um, asked if anyone was running it in Sydney and she said no, not that she knew of, so um, I moved to I thought I was only going to come up to Brisbane for a couple of months just to check it out, but um, came up and started training the, with them three times a week and then um, just met a community of artists up yeah. here. I went to the Angry Mime, which was a night of short works they had at the Powerhouse mm. and previously at Cherry Herring, um, which was anyone could do five-minute acts across puppetry, dance, clowning, acting, singing, and all art, for, all performing art forms. Um, and saw that the night I moved up, a friend took me there. And I had all these short acts in my head when I was in Sydney but had nowhere to perform them, like oh. like what you saw, like the top dancing bunch of great, <laughs> on that kind oh. of realm, like hundreds of them all ready to Love go, them. nowhere to perform them except oh. in my bedroom. Oh. <laughs> and then just saw this night went, oh, this is perfect. I've got a Britney Spears piss take act. I've got all these acts that I'm, I'm ready to do. And they were mostly dance-based, humorous, narrative um, weird weirdness. <laughs> I love so it. I started performing there and just met um, a gang of people from them seeing what I was doing and went, oh, you should audition for this or you should um, choreograph, like Michael Gow 
came and saw her and was like, oh, you should choreograph my shows. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is oh. so weird. So it was kind just of just... spiraled from yeah. there. That's amazing. I feel like I fell in the right place at the yeah. right time because after graduating from uni at, in Sydney, I was really depressed. Like mm. I was just going for bit parts on water rats and being... I was a re- water rats reject. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was a medivac reject. <laughs> and I get really upset. I was like, I don't even like the show. Oh, and, and just couldn't f- find, you know, my people or what... I just went, I just want to make shows and make art with like-minded people, yeah. but it just wasn't happening. I couldn't find where to do that. Like, Isn't it fascinating? And I know that Tony and I have both lived in Sydney... I've lived in New York as well. Mm-hmm. And there's something about Brisbane that is so unique. And I don't know, I was having this conversation with a friend yesterday. Um, I wonder if it's because the industry is not predominantly here looking on as we are creating work. So we're actually creating pretty cutting edge, interesting, unique, niche theatre, music art here in Brisbane, um, unlike any other place that I've lived. Would you, would I totally, you agree with that? I totally yeah. agree with that. Um, I think you've got the pressure, less pressure of rent is cheaper and it's right. definitely rising now. But when I first moved up to Brisbane, I was paying $65.50 a week mm-hmm. for my room in Ashgrove that had a wow. creek in the backyard. And, and I think having that bit of the houses are really stunning. So you've got these yeah. big, beautiful Queenslanders and something about hanging out with friends and musicians and artists in these beautiful wooden homes mm-hmm. that ha- you can see through the guts and everything feels a bit tropical and yeah. a bit nuts up here. Mm. I think that yeah. helps with artists' brains. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, just dreaming, having that time to dream. Like, yes. you don't have that space and time in Sydney. Like, I know, you know, mm. all of us were graduating and uh, uh, at university um, we were next the music course was at University of Western Sydney in Nepean, and so I became friends with lots of musicians and all my music graduating friends were just doing cover bands yeah. and, and making um, commissioned work for ad jingles or but yeah. not doing anything that they the work making the work that art mm. and, and music that they wanted to make and I felt like that was like with the acting industry we're all going for bit parts on water rats doing ads. Um, you know, you're just all doing other people's, stuff. all the corporate stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. And you, and my friend, my really good friends down there would be really secretive of going, not telling me what they're doing. And you're going, it's you're going for a Colgate ad. Like, <laughs> I'm not, like, I'm jealous that you've got mon- getting money, but I'm not, I don't, you can tell me. Like, it was really secretive and competitive. Yeah. Whereas when I first moved up to Brisbane, I remember Helen Cassidy, like, just as an example, coming up to me and going, oh, you should... I'm auditioning for this show. You'd be great too. You should audition for that. I'm like, no one would ever. Even my wow. best friends in Sydney would never say that. Like it's so cutthroat. Whereas yeah. um, I feel like the people in Brisbane and the community are very generous with, you know, their recommendations. And, Absolutely. You know, and like sure. everyone's – and it feels like we're a bit more unique from each other up here. It's Everyone's yeah. doing their own specific thing. So you don't feel as – I feel like you don't feel as competitive. Like someone's Absolutely. not doing what I do. Exactly, because you've all found your own bent version of what you do. You know? 100%. I suppose in the acting industry it's a bit more comp- You know, if you're going for the specific roles of Juliet and we're all going <laughs> for that. But <laughs> I feel like I've, that's not me. Yes. That's not what I do. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think we, you know, we're very similar in what we do, sort of finding our own little community and 
and having the freedom to experiment and create new things. Um, And that's something we want to ask you about, your little community that you've developed um, through the common people, Dancer Steadfit. Yeah. Can you tell us more? Um, So, yeah, I started running classes for all ages, all abilities, um, and, you know, these dance classes that anyone can do, anybody. We've had pregnant ladies and people with in wheelchairs mm. or um, ex-profession- to ex-professional dancers. So um, I've tried to create a style where I suppose it's a bit like yoga where you can do it at your own level. So if you are ex-professional dancer, you can add that extra bit of jazz or 15 body rolls to the move <laughs> if you Mary wish. is actually body rolling right now in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to keep it simple, if you can't turn, people just do this, but with attitudes. Like there's a few people with vertigo. She's spinning her hands <laughs> above her head. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> with just vertigo. do that so you don't have to turn. Do adapt the moves to however suits your body. Love that. Um, and I used to teach dance classes with a giant Samoan man, Fez, my friend. So we've definitely our two bodies, me being just just five foot and him <laughs> being seven foot something, um, <laughs> could easily show that the um, participants that our bodies would interpret the moves very differently. So yeah. that really um, allowed and celebrated everyone's body in the in the rooms and. Um, we would be teaching, you know, sometimes circus people that um, have so many muscles that they can't do body rolls. So oh, <laughs> there's wow. benefits. I've never thought about that. There's yeah. benefits to not having that many muscles oh, in dance. That's right. <laughs> and celebrating the jiggly bits. Like I definitely love, um, you know, what, wobbling my bottom and doing different things like that in dance. And my beautiful husband can't, like he tries to shake his booty, but there's only two little white bones <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> going really hard. It's like, there's just joy in, yeah, just the different ways our bodies move and, and yeah, find those things. Awesome. Yeah. Do you have I'm, a, a favourite dance move? Oh, look, this is one of my favourites and I'm going to teach you about it. It's called <laughs> No More Words. I have my oh. own dance moves. Um, you bang your fists twice together. You go, no more, more. Words. Oh, oh my god! I and then you do the jazz cool. fingers around, jazz and you can fingers. end meetings with that, end fights with that, in disputes. If you oh, want the last okay. word in something, going the money's dried up. Oh, no more words. No more words. I'm out of here. I yeah, love it. this is amazing. It's like two full stops, full stop, full stop, and a puff of smoke oh, and yeah. disappear. Out of here. We're all doing it in this studio <laughs> yeah. right now, and it feels really good. Feels really good. It feels so good. Yeah. So that's one of my favourite dance moves. <laughs> Brilliant. I've actually had the pleasure of um, participating in a common people dance project uh, lesson, or a few. I came yep. to one session. Yeah. And the thing that I loved so much about the lessons um, was that the standard what you were teaching was actually really challenging. And I'm an ex-dancer, as you know, Tony. I did ballet, similar to you, for about 12 years. It wasn't my thing, but um, but I still I love to dance. Um, but what you were teaching were, were moves that were really complicated, but everybody rose to the challenge. And that was so amazing to see people who... Yes, were ex-dancers, right, you know, down to people who had never danced before in their life were giving it a go and it was amazing. It was just, it. there was so much joy in the room and so much celebration of 
different body shapes, people of all shapes and sizes and abilities. And we're rocking our lycra. (laughs) We're wiggling all the bits. And it was just absolutely amazing. I'm just sad that we have Cheap Trill on the same nights as Common People Dance Project. Otherwise, we would be there. Can't do it all. Our wiggly bits. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I I don't know if I would I would love to do it, but I I'm I'm not I'm not the greatest dancer. That's perfect. I, I learned to dance on YouTube though. <laughs> he does I, a, a really great Michael Jackson routine. Oh, fantastic! No, do you still no, no. So I was living in a share house in Wool and Gabba way back in what 2010, yeah. and I learned oh, what was it? Beat it! I think the the, oh, the little great. little dance thing from Beat It. I learned it very badly. Perfect. But, yeah, me and my two mates, um, <laughs> we uh, would go to like clubs and stuff and, and just whip it out on the, oh. the dance floor and everyone would look at us and laugh. They'd be yeah. impressed. They'd be entertained. Yeah, well, hopefully. Yeah, they were, absolutely. <laughs> but I do have a mean two-step. Yeah, Good. That's what I learned from YouTube. Oh, great. It was like how, how to dance in the club 101. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, got a little two-step happening. Oh, good. Yeah, I'll have to show Meredith later. Yeah, I'll show, I'll show yeah. You'll be, you'll be amazed. I love it. I love yeah. it. Incredible. That's so good. <laughs> I was just reminiscing at, about our night at the Black Nugget. That's right. In Morumbah. We this pulled is, out some moves. We pulled out some moves. We showed some Morumbahians. <laughs> I believe that people on the dance floor were referring to us as the scary girls. Do you remember that? I think so. scary girls. We had some (laughs) killer moves. Um, This was when we were doing The Power Within, one of the Queensland Music Festival projects. Nerida and I had a night. He let loose. Black Nugget. It was (laughs) was our very last night, so we could go really hard and leave town. Yeah, that's (laughs) it. (laughs) Not have to face anyone the next day. Get out of there. Leave a mark. Is there any videos of this? I wish. Was there? Maybe David Burton could catch it without an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably somewhere on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> so, because you're a dancer, um, physical theatre performer, music obviously plays a huge part in yep. your life. Can you tell us a little bit about how music has shaped your life and what? what music means to you? I suppose I see, like, because I studied as an actor, um, I see a song usually is is my play. Mm. <laughs> I suppose I listen to a, um, a song and hear a story and a vibe and characters inside yeah. that song. So um, the kind of dancing that I teach, um, a husband described it to me, went, I know the style you teach. It's called Nut Job. <laughs> I was like, that is perfect way to sum oh, up the style I teach. Like, because they have mothers coming in with their daughters and they'll email me and go, um, so my daughter does Miss Tracy's jazz ballet classes. What te- what style do you teach? Went, mm, nut, nut job. <laughs> and your daughter can graduate to elementary nut job if she does. Like, so it's kind of a mix of, um, and it suits Rocker Stedford. So it's a bit of drama, a bit of theatricalised dancing, which is the kind of style that everyone does at 3am at their cousin's wedding, like when they're off their face and there's no inhibitions and you're with your friend and you're pretty much acting out the lyrics in your own dramatised way. So that's the kind of (laughs) dance style that I teach now with the um, Estedford. So it's very theatrical and... 
and yeah. the lyrics obviously play, play, such play a, a huge part, part in that. of yeah. your choreography. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so I call it lyrical dancing. I know, oh, don't they? Yes. So we dance to the lyrics, and I don't think that's the technique. The, I don't know, lyrical dancing. I should, I'm should. i not a, a real dance person. I'm, I'm <laughs> a professional yes, bullshitter. It's <laughs> <laughs> my profession. Oh my um, um, but, yeah, lyrical dancing, I don't know. That, that's, I think that means you're dancing lyrically through. Right. But I, my, my version of lyrical dance is dancing to the lyrics. Yeah. Um, very unpoetically, really. That's very <laughs> literally. <laughs> I love it. And actually, I remember when I took... The, the classes with you, yeah. you you have a really amazing take on on rhythm, actually, because you often will Highlight choreograph different. yes to the to the lyrics, the rhythm of the words, melodies, rather yeah. than the beat That's of right. the song, yes. which is really so cool. unique, yes. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's where my because I did piano lessons, and you know how those exams you've got to hum the the bass or the the treble, but my my ears would only hear the top notes. Oh, Found it really hard yeah. to hear the other harmon harmony like harmony parts. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I think that my ears are attuned to even when I hear. <laughs> it's always the melody that that sound that we end up dancing to. We used to go oh, to clubs with friends and we'd swap. Go, you dance to the bass and I dance to the melody, and then we'd swap. Oh, you know, kind of find the parts and choose dance yeah. veins through the song that you danced. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's do you fun. Find that, it's really like, fun helps, to do. Um, people remember the dance moves to like. Oh yeah, totally. To the stories. Yeah. Like you know all of those memory games you yeah, do yeah. completely. Like I do. You know we just recently did take on me and you got your windscreen wipers and then they break and then they they oh. dangle across yeah. to the other side and so yeah, tell little stories. That's, That's yeah. so fascinating. Cool. We yeah. do like the same thing in choir. Like yeah, yeah. Emma's always like encouraging people to like you know yes. make a little dance moves yes. to remember the lyrics yeah and yeah it really really works yeah it's it that sort of kinesthetic, yeah, yes. kinesthetic. approach to learning there yeah. was this great one the other day that we did this one i said um eat your spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> just before bedtime and then there was another move where we turned around and did this and then someone in yeah. the one of the participants went and throw up the spaghetti i was like oh, yeah Going this story of eating too much spaghetti just before bedtime, then waking up and then throwing <laughs> up spaghetti. Up. <laughs> that's so, so great. So you got little little veins and yeah. stories that really help. It yeah. really that's helps to so remember. Yeah. yeah. We're the gonna have to get a video. We're gonna have to get set up some video I think here. We should. So that yeah. when people like Nera to come in, it's a visual based. It, yeah. <laughs> Nera is doing all these amazing dance moves. <laughs> the make your spaghetti, throw out your spaghetti, and it looks amazing, but it's it's being lost. Yes. Because they can't see. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But you just have to imagine yes, our imagine. listeners at yes. home. All yep. these what, cool what eat spaghetti would yeah, be. What, oh, what yeah. eat spaghetti would <laughs> <laughs> We've even got a line in one of our songs, Rem and M, about mama's spaghetti. Oh, mum's spaghetti, mama's yeah. Spaghetti. Yeah. Interesting. We need to add we, that. We should that totally move do that. To, to mum's spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. Our M and M song. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Well, um, Nerida, why did you choose your song? Okay, so we recently, um, I recently had it, did the Common People Dance at Stedford at Brisbane Festival, mm -hmm. and it was an almighty dance battle, finally, between the north side of Brisbane, south side, east side, and west side to finally prove which side of Brisbane is best for oh. dance. So people 
from 83-year-olds to three-year-olds formed teams in their wow. communities, violent teams, aggressive teams wow. against their enemies on the other side of Brisbane River. There's always been, oh you know, Brisbane River's always divided people and people feel very passionate about South. They're either a South side or a North side. So yeah. I wanted to drag people from the west side in the hills, yes. people from the east side by the bay as well into into that drama. Yeah. Um, and it bonds people. As soon as they've got a team and they've got a common enemy, the team's just bonded really, yeah. really tightly. Yeah. And the pressure of them, like non-professionals having to perform for a major Brisbane festival definitely made people nervous and fearful. So they, they went, right, let's meet outside of Nerida's classes to working like practiced on back in backyards and oh, netball yes. courts on the weekends with their team so that helped bond them as well. Cool. Um, and the and the rules were you the teams could cheat and they could um, bribe the judges, um, they could sabotage the other teams, but they couldn't do a Tonya Harding like you couldn't actually physically oh, hurt yeah. each other. Psychologically yes. they could. Yeah. Um, so I encouraged yeah. all of that yeah rage. <laughs> yeah. We tried to do this last <laughs> night actually. We uh, I told Corinne, who is the third part of Cheap Trill, our company, um, about how you would sort of play each side off against against the other. And Corinne said last night at our north side Cheap Trill choir. Should we we say that? Are are our Cheap Trill listeners going to be listening? Oh, yeah, but they they were there, so they know. Okay. (laughs) One side of them was there. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Marina does this all the time and it works. It okay. does, it does. So so Corinne was like Guys, uh Northside have really been practicing yeah. clearly and she did a little video and she posted it up. Oh yeah. In order to Yeah you know. Southside step up your game, step Southside. Step up your game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we'll see if it works. Yeah. We'll report back. Yeah, yeah. Very inspired I by you. Teach we the, love you, Southside. Um, gossip, <laughs> gossip about each team behind their backs to see the other team. Tony. So yeah, okay, it's, yeah. Okay, we've got to do more. Of this. We've got to do go, more. Yeah. This week, of- I taught the same song. I taught the Monster Mash this week because oh, it was um, Halloween. Um, I did the East Side team first, and then the next night I did the South Side team. The South Side team was so much better than the East Side oh, team, wow. but a bit controversial because the East Side team had won the Estead Fair to Brisbane Festival and I don't know why those dirty dogs actually. (laughs) 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 So I kind of say all of that that kind of talk and everyone's like, yes! But but they know I'm so two faced because I teach all the teams. Oh, yeah, exactly, you say the <laughs> it's a bit same controversial. thing. <laughs> different teams just to make yeah. egg them up a bit. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I'd love to see this one though. Yeah, I feel it's like good. Images of like grandmas and grandpas yeah, like popping oh, and mocking yes. and like twerking on the dance yeah. floor, like doing some no more work. Well, that's right. Yes. You know, like, <laughs> our eighty-three-year-old Liz. Because um, they have to go to, when they were doing Eye of the Tiger Love as a Battlefield, they circle around each other and call it like tri- the move's called trifle, where you mix <laughs> all the teams <laughs> together. And then you have to go, get up in each other's faces and threaten each other that we're doing this. Yeah. And Liz went right up to one of the other teams and went, mm, not this. Oh. <laughs> Suck her tongue out and did like put her yeah. finger on her nose and, yeah. and, yeah. and the other teams were like, oh. So scary. Yeah. You got me. You got me. She sounds amazing. That was her threatening move. Uh, yeah, she was amazing. I would have been scared. I yeah, think. yeah. Oh, well, I think we should have a little sing. Yeah. Hop yeah. in the shower. That's should right. We, should so we teach the, the listeners? Very good to... idea. We'll teach the listeners some harmonies. Yep. 
All right, now it's time to teach you a harmony part. I'm going to teach a high part and Tony is going to teach a lower part for people with lower voices. We're going to start on the note A and this harmony is going to come in in the very last chorus and it's going to go like this. And we're going to do that four times. So let's try that together. Two, three, four. Excellent. And then after that, we have another part, which goes like this. Two, three, four. La, 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 la. Three, four. La, 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 la. That's it. So we're going to string those two parts together, starting with our ba-ba-ba part. Here we go. Two, three, four. Over to you, Tony. All right, thanks, Emma. Okay, so uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to do our lower part, and our lower part is going to start on D, and we're going to go like this: three, four. Now, for even lower voices, you can sing this down the octave, and that will sound like this: three, four. So then what we're going to do now, um, whether it's the higher part or the lower part, is we're going to do it four times. So let's do that together now. Three, four. Okay, and then what we're going to do, uh, the next part is going to be in a D, and we're going to be singing some lars, and we're going to go like this. Three, four, one. La, 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 la. One, two, three, four, one. La, 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 la. One more time. Two, three, four, one. La, 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 la. Now, you can also sing that down the octave for the even lower voices, and that would sound like this. Two, three, four, one. La, 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 la. Okay, so we've got four times through this. 
And then we've got three times through this. Three, four, one. La, 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 la. Okay, so time to string that all together. Starting at his ear. Here we go. Three, four. Ba, 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 one. La 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 la. One, two, three, four. One. La 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 la. One, two, three, four. One. La 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 la. And there we have it. So before we uh, sing in the shower, um, can you tell us a little bit about your uh, singing style, Nerida? Yeah, sure. So I don't necessarily sing in the shower, but I do speak all of my choreo- choreographic moves, and that's how I run my classes as well. So I Amazing. speak some of the lyrics that are lyrical dance, like when we've got actions too. Then if the moves kind of take over the lyrics or I can't understand the lyrics, then I just speak the dance moves, whatever helps the participants. So I suppose it's a bit William Shatner-ish. <laughs> I don't have much of a pitch or I don't even try too much. I kind of just speak it a monotonal level over the top. And so people can hear my voice over the music as well, that it has a different tone. So oh, it's, a, it's um, not so pretty. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll feel it. You'll oh, feel yeah. it, you'll hear it in your, in your bones, in your blood. It'll be like we are there at the battle. That's right, yeah. yeah. So I've spoken in this song, I'll speak the, yeah, the, the, the moves that happened at the Estedford right. of our performance. Oh the big dance gosh. battle. I can't I'm wait. Nerida, do you have your shampoo and conditioner ready? I do. Let's do it. Got your rubber ducky? Uh, yes, in my back pocket. <laughs> oh, I'm going to take my pocket off. <laughs> 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 it's hot. Circle their arms to believe me. They circle their arms. 
They open up their chests to the sun and they turned around. They're trapped by the love. And they pretend they're really sweet and innocent. And they shake their feathers. No, they're not. They go in for the battle. Go Northside. Attack them. Move forward. Other teams are afraid of the Northside. Kids are pretending to smoke cigarettes and flick their ciggy butts at the other team. It's violent. Here goes the Southsiders. They're responding. The Southside team have 41 people in their team. Double the size of every other team. They are rainbow and silver, the Southside. Well done, Southside. Now, Westside, what you got? Westside, by the way, a leopard print, black and leopard print. A packet of dogs, violent. Here they go. Oh, and all that's left in South Bank is blood and sequence. You've been listening to Stories from a Shower Singer. If you like the podcast, please rate it, subscribe, and share with your friends. Stories from a Shower Singer is brought to you by Emma Dean, Tony Dean, and Corinne Bazanjic of Cheap Trill. Until next time, stay clean.